Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. As always, if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, uh, you'll be able to get all my social media links, uh, podcast, everything there. Just text E-R-I-C-K, Eric, to 33777. Uh, occasionally here, a lot of times, you know, we, we cover the news. We're, this is not just a political talk show, but it's also a news program. And there is a really big news story that must be covered. This is not your sexy rile em up story of the day. I am sure that uh, there are lots of partisan angles that can be taken here. Uh, as conservatives want to blame liberals, liberals want to blame conservatives. But the fact of the matter is this is just a really big and significant story, regardless of the partisan angles people want to take. It's more troubling at a larger level. Someone, and we do not know whom, someone leaked war plans and intelligence information of the United States into a Discord chat. Now, let me pause and explain Discord for those of you older than me. Discord is essentially an online community streaming and chat platform where people can interact together in Discord uh, based on interests. And uh, you can watch people play games. There are several different outlets like this. Discord has become one of the very big ones out there. Where, for example, my son wants a Discord account so he and his friends can play online together via Discord and watch other people play video games. It's, I don't understand it quite. It is well outside of my generational sphere of of interests. But kids in particular, teens specifically, and some 20-somethings, have this entire group system where they watch other people together playing video games. It's like when I was a kid and you would go to this thing called an arcade and they had this machine you would put quarters in and play games like Galaga and and Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and your friends would gather around and watch you play. Now kids do the same thing, but they go on Discord and, and Twitch and other services and they watch people there play. Minecraft buildings and things like that. It's just my, my kid loves it. Don't let him on Discord. He wants to be on Discord. I've said, nope, I, I, I don't want you there. I, I don't want him there. He needs to be older before he goes, but a lot of his friends are. Well, in some Discord uh, channel, U.S. intelligence information was leaked. This is CNN's rendition of it. Highly classified Pentagon documents leaked online in recent weeks have provided a rare window into how the U.S. spies on allies and foes alike, deeply rattling U.S. officials who fear the revelations could jeopardize sensitive sources and compromise important foreign relationships. Some of the documents, which U.S. officials say are authentic, expose the extent of U.S. eavesdropping on South Korea, Israel, and even Ukraine. Others reveal the degree to which the U.S. has penetrated the Russian Ministry of Defense and the Russian mercenary organization Wagner Group, largely through intercepted communications and human sources, which could now be cut off or put in danger. 
Still others divulge key weaknesses in Ukrainian weaponry, air defense, and battalion sizes and readiness at a critical point of the war. And Ukrainian forces uh, gear up to launch a counteroffensive against the Russians, just as the U.S. and Ukraine have begun to develop a more mutually trusting relationship over intelligence sharing. Ukraine has already altered some of its military plans because of the leak. The Pentagon has stood up an interagency effort to assess the impact of the leak. The leaks leaks have also led the Pentagon to take steps to tighten the flow of highly sensitive information and has frustrated diplomats. Now, this is from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, New Details on Intelligence Leaks, show it circulated for weeks before raising alarm. Sometime in January, seemingly unnoticed by the outside world, an anonymous member of a group numbering just over a dozen began posting files labeled top secret, providing details about the war in Ukraine, intercepted communications about U.S. allies such as Israel and South Korea, and details of American penetration of Russian military plans. The documents, which appear to be numbered in the hundreds, stayed among the members of a tiny group on the Discord messaging platform until early March, when another user reposted several dozen of them to another group with a larger audience. From there, at least 10 files migrated to a much bigger community focused on the Minecraft computer game. On Wednesday, with the U.S. government apparently still unaware, a Russian propaganda account on Telegram posted a crudely doctored version of one of the documents alongside a few unedited ones. The Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Justice Department are now on a sprawling hunt for answers on how the dozens of images that purport to show secret documents surfaced online. A government probe launched Friday at the request of the Defense Department is searching for the source. A Pentagon spokeswoman said Sunday night the department was reviewing and assessing the validity of the photograph documents that appear to contain sensitive and highly classified material. She said the U.S. had discussed the matter with allies over the weekend and was weighing the potential national security impact of the breach. The intelligence leak is shaping up to be one of the most damaging in decades, complicating Ukraine's spring offensive. Um, One of the concerns that a lot of outside observers have is that one of the documents appears, according to the military, to inflate Ukrainian casualties in a counteroffensive and decrease Russians. And we don't know, nor can we believe, if they're telling the truth. They claim this document was photoshopped to inflate Ukrainian deaths, deflate Russian deaths. How do we know they're telling the truth and that the document's not authentic and they're telling us that because the Pentagon thinks the Ukrainians are headed into a slaughter? How do we know? We don't. We also don't know who all had access to the information. We also don't know that the FBI, given their track record of late, is going to be competent to be able to figure this out. The leaked documents are photographs of presentations and files that have been printed out on A4-sized paper. They appear to have been folded twice, perhaps to be smuggled out of a secure facility. A variety of items can be seen in the margins of the photos, including Gorilla Glue, shoes, instructions for a Glasshawk HD spotting scope, details that could facilitate the search for the leaker. Mihailo 
Podolyak, an advisor to Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said in a Telegram post it was unlikely Russia was behind the original intelligence breach. That seems very likely. Um, here's my personal guess. This is wholly a personal guess. And my personal guess is that a spy within the United States military infrastructure working for China put the information out there, put it on a certain Discord channel, waited a while until the coast was clear, told someone else where it was so they could move it somewhere else, and they skipped it around on Discord, making sure it would get seen by the right people. Why do I think the Chinese? Because we have so much information about the Russians, we would probably know if there were Russian spies, but we don't actually have a lot of great intelligence when it comes to China's intelligence operations, and the Chinese and the Russians seem to be working fairly well together these days. So that's my guess, but I don't actually know. It does not appear to be uh, the Russians originally getting the information. It also does not appear to come from Ukraine because a lot of the information leaked is not about Ukraine. It's about our ability to collect intelligence on other people, including our allies. This back to the Wall Street Journal. Document leaks have emerged as a common tactic during the war in Ukraine, but the posting of the apparent U.S. intelligence files on Discord, an online chat service favored by video game players, follows a different, somewhat baffling pattern. Once global attention was drawn to the leak, members of the Discord group scurried to delete their accounts or and to purge their service, fearing retribution by the U.S. government and unwelcomed attention. I left that server, and I really hope that I'm safe, said one user, who uploaded some of the leaked files to the Minecraft community, adding a crying emoji. Founded eight years ago, Discord first gained popularity as software that gamers could use to talk to each other in groups. The majority of the chat servers are private, shared by friends, but they can be public too. Discord is cooperating with law enforcement. Uh, obviously, this is extremely significant. And I think we should, whether we're looking at the Edward Snowden leak or something like this, or uh, who's the girl who leaked the information about Trump, lived over in Augusta, Georgia, can't remember her name, going through mental health issues. You got a lot of people who decide that they know what's best and they're going to take this into their own hands to, if they release the information, undermine the war effort. If you don't support Ukraine, they're going to do this. If you don't support spying, you're going to do something like this. We got a lot of people who get into government who decide that they know better and they don't want to follow the military chain of command. This actually has nothing to do with Joe Biden, but it has everything to do with our intelligence services and the FBI and the bureaucracies therein. These bureaucracies increasingly operate with an arrogance about them, and occasionally they get exposed from within. And listen, uh, we should be spying on Israel and we should be spying on South Korea. We should be spying on Ukraine. We should be spying on the United Kingdom and France and everyone else as well. The American ability to assess intelligence and lead the world depends on us knowing what friends, allies, and enemies are also doing. And sometimes they're not forthcoming. I have no problem with a robust spying operation by the United States, even on its friends. Someone clearly does. And that person is also out to harm the war effort. And they made sure to put this stuff in the right place for other people to get. 
I'm surprised actually this doesn't happen more often these days. I mean, you see the, these woke kids out there who think that they should control the world and it should be their way or the highway. I suspect it's going to be even worse. And in particular, in a society like ours that is more free and more open, it's more ripe for abuse for this sort of stuff. That doesn't mean we should have a less free society, but it certainly does mean that we should do a better job uh, in our government intelligence apparatus to avoid hiring the wokes. The wokes are going to undermine us, folks. The wokes are out to get us. There will now need to be changes in our intelligence operations. But what is most notable to me, more than anything else, is that based on the reports from the Wall Street Journal and CNN, someone actually printed the documents out, folded them up, and walked out of the office before taking pictures of them. That should mean in some ways we should be able to find the person who did this. That's possible. It would be interesting, it will be interesting, assuming they can find this person, to figure out who it is and why they did it. Is it another one of these people who thinks that they're a hero for undermining a war effort they think needs to go away? Or is it actually someone working for China or Russia trying to undermine us internally? Either way, that answer will be in and of itself very revealing and reveal the next steps that need to be taken to stop this in the future. You need to be paying attention to the story. There is no real partisan angle here for now. doesn't matter. Sometimes big stories don't have a partisan angle. They're just big stories. This one does, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of belly aching, blaming Joe Biden and the like. I'm not prepared at this point to blame Joe Biden for any of this. This is, in, this is part of our intelligence situation right now in this country. You got a bunch of activists in there and spies in there, and it's our bureaucracy, not Biden, that's failing us. And this existed in the Trump, the Obama, and the Bush White Houses as well. When Rome was in continual crisis, the bureaucracy kept the empire going. Ours, it looks like the bureaucracy is going to be what takes us out. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones. As a matter of fact, I want to go first to Chip. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, I was just, I caught you on the tail end of that uh, part about the leak that we just recently had. And uh, you're bringing up about the woke portion, and there's probably a lot more validity to that than a lot of people want to give uh, credit to. But the thing that really kind of sparked me, a year ago we had a situation happen in the Supreme Court of the United States where a leak happened. Yeah. The FBI and everybody looked at it, and there has not been one person that has been brought to justice for that type of leak. And look right. at all the crap that went on, along with the fact that it almost got a Supreme Court justice killed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, you're absolutely right, which is why I'm not optimistic on the FBI being able to figure this one out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've had the, the, the Hunter uh, laptop since 2019, and nobody knows what the heck's going on with that. Right. I mean, it used to be the supreme agency of the world. Now it's a laughing stock for everybody. Yeah, and, you know, I, I hear from agents at the FBI who are, they do great field work on certain cases, and even they kind of get it that um, they don't feel like the agency at the top levels is firing all cylinders. And, in fact, 
the more we learn about the upper echelons of the FBI, it sounds like the uh, major bits of incompetence are there. To be clear, uh, for everybody, your local FBI field office is stocked with really good people who care deeply about protecting you and finding bad guys. It is the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. in particular, that is overwhelmed with partisan politics and activists and uh, people stabbing each other in the back. And they are undermining the FBI field offices and, and the FBI agents out there in the heartland who are trying to keep America safe. They're being undermined by the guys in Washington, D.C. And, you know, the Supreme Court, to some degree, wasn't specifically on the FBI. It was the um, marshal of the U.S. Supreme Court who was charged with investigating and allowed in outside investigators after a while. But uh, the Supreme Court itself, the John Roberts Court, did a terrible job of investigating that leak. It's it's kind of sad. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, you can also text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get all the links to follow me around social media, get the podcast, get the live stream, the daily show notes, all that's there. Uh, We must return, sadly, to Dylan Mulvaney. Have you all heard this audio of the woman in charge of PR for Anheuser-Busch, the Bud Light in particular, Vice President of Marketing? This is a a hyper-progressive young lady. She's got a hand-drawn rainbow flag behind her in the video. Listen to this. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light, and it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we Mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what 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 does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm-hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out of touch humor and it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach so um, so you want to bring men and women in. So you found a man who pretends to be a woman. Nike's done this. Anheuser-Busch, Kate Spade. Uh, they've all endorsed Dylan Mulvaney, a um, gay actor who during COVID decided he was a she. They've handed out big deals for him. Uh, the New York Post has the story out. Uh, they say part of this has to do with the corporate Equality Index score overseen by the Human Rights Campaign, uh, the one of the largest gay rights organizations out there, hyper far left in its political activism. Uh, they've received millions from George Soros's Open Society Foundation, and they're issuing these report cards on major corporations, uh, trying essentially to say that the best place for the alphabet gang equality. 15 of the top 20 fortune-ranked companies received 100% scores. More than 840 racked up high CEI scores. Uh, The HRC has five major criteria. Workforce protections, uh, 
inclusive benefits, supporting an inclusive culture, including what they call gender-neutral dress codes and trans-inclusive restrooms, corporate social responsibility, and responsible citizenship. Points, for example, are deducted if a company gives money to organizations that advocate against alphabet gang equality, which include explicitly Christian organizations. There you have it. A company can lose CEI points if it doesn't fulfill HRC's demand for integration of intersectionality and professional development skills-based or other training, or if it doesn't use a supplier diversity program with demonstrated efforts to include certified alphabet gang suppliers. It doesn't just sit back passively either. HRC sends representatives to corporations every year telling them what kind of stuff they have to make visible at the company. They give them a list of demands, and if they don't follow through, there's a threat you won't keep your CEI score. It's part of the environmental, social, and corporate governance uh, ethical investing movement, ESG, being pushed by the top three investment firms out there. BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street Bank have been pushing these sorts of things. And now you've got uh, Dylan Mulvaney out there with Bud Light and Bud Light and Nike. But wait, it's more uh, Coors Light and Miller Light. And full disclosure here, I'm a Coors Light, Miller Light person. I've never liked Bud Light. Uh, and, and my preference is Miller Light. But they are, they're not giving deals to Dylan Mulvaney, but they are out emphasizing their social inclusivity. Uh, Miller Lite saying it's working with like the top 5,000 bars that sell it in the country to make sure they uh, can be safe spaces for the alphabet gang. If you're looking for non-woke beer, Yingling is always a fantastic option. Um, the, The Yingling family are conservatives in Pennsylvania, the oldest brewery in America. Also, I believe Shinerbach out of Texas. Now, I, I'm I'm not going to pour my Miller Lite out. It's it's better than the trash beer Bud Light. What what I am fascinated by, and, and there's a there's a whole segment of people here. Might as well insult everybody. I am not a big advocate of boycotts. I prefer boycotts. I I would rather tell you who to do business with people I like than people I don't like. Like for example. Uh, you know, I, I have a, a grill. I've, I had a big green egg, I actually gave it to a friend of mine because I bought a Rectech pellet grill. Um, Rectech is a American made pellet grill and it's more durable than Traeger's. Traeger's are more common. You can buy Traeger's in a lot of shops these days. They're everywhere. Uh, to get a Rectech, you've actually got to order it from Rectech. Uh, they're all, the parts are manufactured in China, just like a Traeger, but the actual computer module for Rectech is made in the U S it holds up better. The metal is more durable. And I just, I, I don't tell people go boycott X company. I tell people, this is what I like. I, for example, love my Rectech. I used it yesterday to smoke a, a pork belly. Uh, they're made in Augusta, Georgia. They've now got an outlet in, I think Provo, Utah as well. They got bought by a 
equity group, but they've continued to be very personal, very hands-on. Uh, when you call and have trouble, they actually like have somebody who's familiar with your machine, and you talk to the same person every time. It's amazing customer service. I love them. And I tell people, I, I don't like to say go go avoid buying this thing. I, I like to say uh, go, go shop here. I, I actually had an advertising incident here recently where I put up a picture of something I'd bought from somewhere, and uh, ad sales team was like, hey, you know, that there actually might be considered a competitor to somebody you advertise with. It was like, I bought this from these people. I like it. I'm going to put an ad up. I'm not going to walk away from it. But I'm seeing people who, like, have announced that um, they're pouring out their Bud Light. They're never going to drink Bud Light again, and it's disgusting gross beer. I'm like, you just admitted to drinking this. And now you're saying it's gross. There's a, a nutty radio show host out of Virginia who admits that he's been a Bud Light drinker for like 42 or 45 years and now calls it pee water. You've been drinking what you describe as urine for 45 years and now suddenly because of an advertising campaign, not because it's bad beer, which it is, but because of an advertising campaign, now you're going to stop drinking what you believe to be urine? Really? Y'all, come on. I'm I'm not going to stop drinking Miller Lite because Miller Lite also advertises during Pride Month. In fact, if you take that position, you're going to be hard-pressed to pretty much buy anything in this country. It's like the people I know who won't go to movies anymore because the Hollywood actors are liberals. I want to go watch a movie that doesn't insult me, and occasionally I can go find one of those movies that has a bunch of people who are left-wing Hollywood actors in it. I have seen the right-wing movies that people on my side would prefer me to watch, and guess what? Overwhelmingly, they are crap. I don't, well, yes, I actually do. I mean, let me sit up in my chair and just tell you. The amount of movies out there that cater to Christian audiences that are crap movies overwhelms me. You know, if you could stop producing episode 2,555 of, of The Great Jesus Awakening and actually make a movie with a decent plot, I might go watch it. But the idea that I'm going to give up an, on a, a good product and settle for what is clearly an inferior product because the inferior product has decided to get my business by not insulting me, most of the other products, they're not out insulting me either. They're just also advertising to a different community of people, but they also advertise to my community. How have we gotten so offended? And I'm not talking about the Bud Light stuff because the Bud Light stuff with the Dylan Mulvaney stuff, that one actually is deeply offensive to me. It's like Nike as well. I don't buy Nike stuff anyway. I don't like Nike shoes. A lot of my friends do. Nike shoes hurt my feet, and I don't think they last as long as other brands. I don't buy Nike stuff. I don't drink Bud Light anyway. If I had it, I wouldn't go pour it all out, but I would probably stop buying it because them choosing to align with someone like Dylan Mulvaney, who is not just deeply offensive, but also deeply hostile to my values and actively working against me, I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with a with an with a business advertising to the alphabet gang. 
that they want to drink beer too. They're a market. Go after them. But when you're siding with someone who's not just deeply offensive, but also attacking my world, attacking my worldview, attacking my values, condemning me and trying to silence me, that's where I draw the line. That's what Dylan Mulvaney does. There's no reason to do business with this guy except for the scorecard. I, I don't mind a business advertising to various groups of people trying to get their business. It's what you do to grow your business. God bless them for being capitalists. But there's a difference between advertising to other segments of society other than mine and then turning around and using those segments of society to insult my segment of society. My segment of society is really Christian evangelical. And you don't see, you see Bud Light and you see Nike embracing a transgender activist the same week as a transgender activist shot up a school of Christians. And they're siding with a particular transgender act activist who not only goes out of his way to pretend to be a woman, but also attacks and uses the mob against anyone who disagrees with him. It would be best if corporate America just avoided the stuff. What's actually going on here, though, is an organized effort by the left to pressure corporations. And they get some sort of value in being pressured. They get some sort of value in conforming to something like the human rights campaigns, uh, equity or equality index, and there's nothing comparable on the right, and even if there was, they wouldn't do it. And here ultimately is what you have to have to understand about this. This comes Easter Monday. This is a theological point, whether you like it or not, but it is this. This is the best these people are going to have. And they're going to seem dominant until the very last day. And you and me and our worldview, we're going to seem increasingly marginalized. That's just the way the world is going to work. But you don't have to get angry about it. Being angry about it is a choice. And if you are going to be angry about it, be righteously angry. Be angry, but do not sin, as Scripture says. What you do have to be mindful of, however, is that there is an increasing approach to these organizations to go in this direction because of pressure from groups like BlackRock and State Street Bank and Vanguard and the Human Rights Campaign. And what you can do, though I'm not a big advocate of boycotts, as I've said, is you can choose to do business with others. And you can make an affirmative decision, and the best thing to do is to shop local. Shop, find your local brewery. You want a good local beer? Go find a local beer. You want a, you want a good company? Go find a local company. Go find yourself a local hardware store and go, instead of going to the big box stores. It's like, you know, when Home Depot came out against Georgia and its voting rights bill and, and decided to go super woke and oppose even the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Georgia. I was telling listeners way back then, like, go to your local Ace Hardware. Go to your local hardware store. In fact, the odds are you go to your local hardware store, you're going to be better off anyway. You're going to find more what you want. You're going to, it's, it's going to be better. Your customer service is going to be better. Local businesses actually do a very good job. If you are tired of these big national and international companies siding with the Wokes, shop local. You're probably going to find better customer service and quality anyway. Now, 
One group that you should go shop with is Advantage Gold. If you're interested in using gold for your IRA, your 401k, your general investment strategies, they can help you. 800-450-2566. They are TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company seven years in a row. They got the best prices, the best staff. They want to answer your questions and they want to do it in a non-gimmicky way. In fact, what I tell people is Advantage Gold's only gimmick is that they don't have gimmicks. You call them at 800-450-2566. They will send you a free gold IRA investment kit. It tells you how to use gold in your investments and in your retirement strategies. They're not going to put a hard sell on you. They just want to answer your questions. Their gimmick is this. They just think if they answer your questions reasonably without a lot of hyperbole and don't put a hard sales push on you, you're going to side with them if you're at all interested in using precious metals as far as your retirement goes. 800-450-2566 is their number. Advantage Gold, TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company seven years in a row. 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you and see if they're a good fit for you to do business with. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Nationwide, they can help your business grow. If you need access to loans, $750,000 or more, reach out to them. See if they can help you. Uh, Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a fit for you. See if you're a good fit for them. FirstLibertyGA.com. They can help any business in the United States of America. They make their own lending decisions. They've been doing it since the 90s. FirstLibertyGA.com. I actually, I was going to talk about something else, but but I, I think I, I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, the New York Times actually has a really impressive story about Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin mining uses an absurd amount of electricity. They've actually, Bitcoin mining operations were chased out of China because they were draining the Chinese power grid and they've moved into the United States. Listen to this. This is fascinating to me. Texas was gasping for electricity. Winter storm Uri knocked out power plants across the state, leaving tens of thousands of homes in icy darkness. By the end of February 14, 2021, nearly 40 people had died, some from the freezing cold. Meanwhile, in the husk of a one-time aluminum smelting plant, an hour outside Austin, row upon row of computers were, were using enough electricity to power about 6,500 homes as they raced to earn Bitcoin, the world's largest cryptocurrency. The computers were performing trillions of calculations per second, hunting for an elusive combination of numbers Bitcoin's algorithm would accept. After about 10 minutes, a computer somewhere guesses correctly and wins a small number of Bitcoin worth in recent weeks about $170,000. Anyone can try, but to make a business of it requires as much electricity as a small city. In Texas, the computers kept running until just after midnight. Then the state's power grid operator ordered them to shut off under an agreement that allowed it to do so if the system was about to fail. In return, the power company began paying the Bitcoin company, BitDeer, an average of $175,000 an hour to keep the computers offline. Over the next four days, BitDeer would make $18 million simply for not operating from fees paid by Texans who endured the storm. The New York Times has identified 34 such large-scale operations. The computers in a building in Kearney, Nebraska, use more electricity than the 73,000 homes around them. An operation in Dalton, Georgia, uses as much power as the 97,000 surrounding homes. And Riot Platforms Mine in Rockdale, Texas, 
uses the same electricity as the nearest 300,000 homes. That it just obscene the amount of power being used. My goodness gracious, what an operation.